Hey there. Today on the cast, we are joined by a very special guest going for our three-peat shield discussion. My name is Josh, and welcome to the Gamers Guild. All right, so like I said, we are coming back for our third run at S.H.I.E.L.D. We had our initial breakdown where we talked about the basics. Uh, We had a little bit of an update a few months ago. And now we are back with the Ministravaganza update and the new Core Box update. There's a lot of really exciting things to talk about in this affiliation. Unfortunately, Matthew is not here to talk with us, but that's okay because we have the real brains behind the operation. The one and only winner of LVO forever in our hearts. The Vincent Kirkov. How are you doing today? Good. That's right. They didn't they didn't run LVO until I won it. I'm the only one that's ever won LVO. I I had never heard of LVO un, until I heard Shield won it. And I had to do a lot of research to learn about it. I it's like I remember when the weekender happened, right? Like the weekender I'd never heard of. It's the exact same thing, the exact same kind of event. Anyway, we I have you here because I think, you know. A lot of people play shield in a lot of different ways. I think that uh, I have told you before I have signed up for your dojo. Uh, Sensei Vince is still uh, when I, when I look at my lists, I think what would Sensei Vince do? And uh, your insight has definitely helped me personally uh, do better with my shield lists. And I think that a lot of what you, what you talk about and obviously your ideas have worked. Uh, Anyway, tell me a little bit about uh, where people can find you. Yeah, so I host a podcast called Alfredo Size 3 Taco Truck, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast. Uh, you can find it where all great podcasts are sold. And uh, if you just type in like Taco Truck or Size 3, we usually come up. And then I have a YouTube channel, Vincent Kirkov. The other way to find the YouTube channel is you can search for my Battle Report uh, series called Run the Length. Run the Length is like, a, it's accelerated battle reports. They're like, all 15 minutes and it's a full game that I narrate in the entire way through and you can watch it uh, at the same size as a normal YouTube video instead of it being like feature length. And then I also run an event called second wind. Uh, unfortunately, second wind is sold out. It's in October. Uh, if you are going to second wind and you have a ticket and you can't make it, please let me know as soon as you can, because uh, my refund policy is that if I can sell your ticket, I will refund you. Uh, but otherwise, I've already spent all the money to make the event happen. Uh, so the earlier you get back to me with that, uh, the more likely it is that I get you your money back. Yeah, everyone I've heard that has gone to Second Wind before, because it was also a Guild Ball event yeah. before, right? Its first two years, it was a Guild Ball event Second Wind was also a rule in Guild Ball. It's a tactics card in Marvel Crisis Protocol. Where the second, oh, it, it is. Chicago is the second city, and it's the Winnie City. So, Second Wind. I, I honestly never really, like, knew that. I, I For some reason, I thought uh, it was just a play on the tactics card. And then yeah, I forgot okay. about the tactics card, like <laughs> most people do. And then... Just wondered where you got the name from. <laughs> yeah, we were think, very excited to keep the name. I, I've always, 
and maybe this, this probably isn't true. I've always like, maybe it's like a charity thing. And I just <laughs> never knew. So that's good. Uh, but I've always heard it's a great event uh, held in a, is it a bar? It's in Alarmist Brewing and Tap Room. Uh, Alarmist Brewing is an award-winning Chicago brewery. Uh, one best uh, juicy IPA in the North American Beer Awards, the year the category was invented. Uh, that is still largely considered their best beer. It's fantastic. Uh, and then they've won a handful of uh, bronzes and silvers since then. It sounds like they've made the category for the tap I, I mean, when you have this beer, you will think they made the category for this beer and not this category. This beer won that category. And I, I've heard that when, uh, if you do well and you make it to not top tables, but you're in the upper tables, you get to go play around the, around the uh the brewing area yeah generally uh the upper tables are actually physically in the brew space that's really cool that's that's just being able to experience something like that while you play is really interesting yeah it used to be the entire tournament was up there or like pretty close to the entire tournament was up there and then they got much more successful and they, the spaces got smaller. <laughs> yeah. More, um, more, brew ta- more, more tanks went in <laughs> more tanks to brew more beer, which just yep. means that you get to get more drunk when you come to the event, mm-hmm. but we're not here to gush about beer all day. Uh, we're here to talk about very serious business and that serious business is saving the world through subterfuge and tricks. Uh, we are here to discuss shield. So, like I said, we've had a lot of changes. Um, I think the primary ones we're going to go over are going to be the new leader in Invincible Iron Man and the changes to Bucky, the Winter Soldier, and Taskmaster. So let's just get started with the new leader. We're not going to go over all their cards because we've read them before. With Invincible Iron Man, I think the primary question everyone asks is, will he replace Nick? Or will he allow rosters to be Nicholas? What do you think about that? I've really not heard a ton of that. The, the idea seems insane to me. Uh, Nick still defines shield like in every way. Uh, it's there's a little bit of competition for whether or not you use his leadership. But Nick still defines the faction. He is the best four threat in the faction and has the highest damage output of any model that you could put power on and also has eye in the sky, which is the best defensive tactics card maybe in the game. I could probably agree with that. And there's some argument, but everything you could argue has the word restricted attached to it. Yeah. (laughs) Or it has rotated. So yeah, I'm going to go out there and say it probably is. Judging by how frustrated my opponents get when I eye in the sky them, I'm going to assume it's probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of agree with you. I think that Shield's entire fa- faction identity is roped into Nick and I. Um, I kind of see his leadership, Iron Man's leadership, that is being useful in like certain matchups. I was kind of convinced it might help the X-Men matchup until X-Men also got changed, which is a big deal for us. Well, let me tell you that it it fixed the X-Men matchup that is changed, but I played it a bunch into it and I was experimenting with putting Bucky back into the X-Men matchup. It was going that well. 
Yeah, because he was a he was definitely a detriment in my yeah. in my experience into that matchup. Yeah, it, it's funny. I my list is we're going to talk about lists at the end of the show. My list is still in the anti X Men build stage, so I've got a lot of dive and stuff, but I uh, <laughs> I have not really experimented since that change. But I still think into some of those matchups where like someone's going to be more defensive. Someone's not really going to be attacking you. Maybe like web warriors where they're probably just going to try to out trick you. Mm-hmm. I feel like invincible Iron Man's going to be fine to take, to push that extra damage through. And I think that even in those matchups, you still bring Nick along for the ride. I think he may not take his leadership, but I is just insane in any, any scenario. Let's break this down a little bit more of like, why, like what situations could you possibly look to, not play Nick or at least not play Nick leadership. Right. The big one is if you think you're going to have a scenario advantage from the jump, like Nick's leadership of if it's just the aggressive side of the leadership, isn't that good. You want to be able to uh, outfight your opponent and outposition them by not overextending for extracts or standing on center line secures is generally what his leadership is used for. And good players can score anywhere from three to like five points with that leadership, which is an insane number of points. Like if the leadership was just like you have four points, think about how utterly silly that leadership is. Yeah. Um, so if you think about situations where you're not going to be able to use the Nick leadership, you're going to go up on extracts early. Like let's say you have priority and you want to make an eyes in the prize play because there's like a bunch new eyes on the prize characters that are like viable. Um, if you want to do that, you can, uh, play the other leadership, which is going to keep your guys alive more and let you hang on to your extract advantage as well as let you just like hit harder. Be like, okay, that's cool. So that's our plan. We're going to go up on extracts and when they overextend to us, we're going to counter punch super hard. You know, who's great at that? Nick Fury. The grunts are great at committing or at like just sealing up an extract that they, without like really spending resources on it. Like, yeah, they can kill the grunt, but then you can probably drop it in a place where they can't get it. And then Nick Fury is your highest output piece. And if you get to counter punch with him, that's incredible. Like if they overcommit into you and you can counter punch with Nick, that's super fantastic. So you just kind of, it's hard for you to ever escape the Nick Fury plan regardless of which way you're going with the team. So like, he's just always there. Yeah, I I have been thinking a lot about what I would do because I've also been experimenting a little bit with something I want to talk about in a second, a new age. And I, st- I still think I still think he makes most squads, even if I'm trying to leverage that energy. Even though he doesn't have energy, he's just he just does so much, uh, so much just free, free damage, so much free uh, safety through the through the card. Um, being able to the, the grunts are crazy powerful. Not the best grunts in the game that may be the, um, the Red Skull ones, but pretty close. Uh, crazy. Yeah, it, it's definitely up for debate. They're one or two, for sure. Depends kind of on what you're doing. The Red Skull grunts being more durable and having longer range versus the shield grunts hitting harder. It's a hard call to make. It is. It For me, it's a little bit about the being free 
they both are very punishing for the opponent sometimes to kill, but Mm -hmm. there have been a few times where I know I've lost the Nick grunts and based on game circumstances, maybe I'm too far behind or maybe I'm so far ahead. It doesn't matter. They just don't come back because I'm like, it just doesn't just won't do anything now. Um, I did accidentally take Nick and red skull in the same squad last, uh, (laughs) last league just not thinking about it. And I started Nick and with his grunts, they died. And then the red skull grunts carried the rest of the game for me. And that was really interesting. Uh, don't do that. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I like the idea that we can do a more aggressive sort of shield and one where you go up. Cause I feel like there's a lot of plans where I would look at the table and go, all right, I'm going to go down, but I'm not going to go too far down. Mm-hmm. That way, Nick's going to save me. It feels good to have like a proactive approach to the table and not as much reactive, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's like a couple other corner case scenarios where like Nick leadership can be really good, even if you know you're going to be up. Uh, the prime examples are Sam in Avengers, or if you just see Sam across the table and you think you can be competitive on points, you should just play the Nick Fury leadership. Aggressive into Sam turns off half of what makes him incredible. That's very true. Yeah. And then, I, yeah. Go, go sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And then the other one, obvious one being Shuri. Yes. Uh, my one practice game with the new Iron Man was into Wakanda, and I really wish I had the the aggressive, because I, yeah. I went Nicholas to try it and suffered immensely. Uh, I also tried uh, something else you're going to scoff at before. So let's go ahead and talk about that. I tried a new age with the original human torch. Uh, it's more viable than it's ever been. I agree. I don't know if it's good yet. Uh, it, uh, there was a time where I actually, I actually think we're leaving a time where it was good and viable. Oh, okay. Explain. So, so I did so many things to try to solve this X-Men matchup. I don't someday I will go through and make a video about all the different nonsense I tried to solve X-Men. But the list that we found that works well, and I don't know where Nate stole this from, but I know that Nate discovered it <laughs> um, was like a really incinerate heavy list that also played voodoo. So your plan was to play like, commandos agent venom pyro voodoo and then like figure it out from there like you could be leaderless if the points didn't fit but like that was the plan because like even having the tactics cards was helpful for shield right and the plan was to have just like the most insane pyrotechnics turn you've ever seen just light the entire world on fire yeah i mean you have like three characters that are really good at putting out or that's four characters that are really good at putting out incinerate. Cause you also would play uh Jim Hammond as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then you could all like, I ended up actually cutting new age from that list, but it was in it to begin with because you could just, you know, like put it on instantly. But I found that with four things that set stuff on fire, I was good. Right. And you could just have like an absolutely absurd pyrotechnics turn. And the Human Torch is a weird model and shield in that, like, 
if you're on demons or you're playing a bunch of incinerate models, he can actually get flooded on power really easily because uh, I know a lot of people don't know how this character works. But whenever he ends in advance, if he's near people that are on fire, he generates power equal to the people that are on fire, friendly or enemy. And then he has hidden run as well. So like you can like just generate power, go neutral on power really easily. Or if you're in the uh, shield leadership, sometimes uh, Jim gets shot and you can pay one to advance and then end or in, even not move, but like be near three people that have incinerate and just like go up to power. Oh, that's actually very funny. Uh, so like it's he's a weird character. Uh, the thing that really frustrates me about that character is that his drop is typed. And it's not it's not all extracts, it's assets. So it can't force you to drop civilians. So like it's bad on a bunch of the scenarios. And then I had switched my scenarios to be all assets on and researcher. And I had I had had success. I could beat everybody that wasn't Nate that I played with it. But I also didn't play any of the other like top tier X-Men players. I didn't play like vodka with it or any of the other like monsters with X-Men. But I could consistently beat our locals and like randoms I found on TTS with that list, which is you know like a far cry from where I was. Like I was like a pretty close to auto loss matchup. Mm-hmm. I remember at uh, Adepticon, I. I outplayed I or like I like gotcha this X-Men, the one X-Men player I came up against in affiliation battle. I outplayed him. Uh, he like face planted into some bad shield traps and I rolled better than him. And it was still like if he does five damage to Iron Man with this one attack with this one Wolverine attack, I still just lose. Yeah, I believe and it. And it was just like, like I did everything that could go my way went my way. And the game was still like very close. Uh, the matchup was just like, it was atrocious. And the fact that I had like found a way to like be competitive there, I was really happy with. And that was like, uh, to circle back to what we were talking about that had a significant, like a uh, new age aspect to it because you would just like play those two cards at any moment and like make X-Men drop all their extracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, obviously it gave you the extra damage output, which was really nice. Uh, but like now we're moving into a new space and I, I just really think the problem isn't the card. The card is insane. The card is really, really good because incinerate helps non uh, energy characters, but Jim is such a boat anchor of a character. Like if you need his drop, you play him. But that's also a thing that's like very splashable. Although it is one of the last uh, non-action drops. And it's repeatable. So maybe not as terrible as we're thinking. You think maybe with the uh, voodoo and black cat nerfs, it might we might see a touch of Human Torch coming around now. It's at least interesting. Like, I still kind of think I prefer Voodoo, but, like, I need so many test games before I can, like, declare that definitively. Yeah. I I feel you on... I hate that it's typed. I, I kind of hate the typing differences for mm-hmm. extracts. I think it... It's weird because it never comes up, and when it does, it always just feels like, oh, 
I guess I just can't do this thing, I guess. It's also, uh, it would be different if like every single steel was typed, or every drop and steel was typed. It would it either drop secure, you know, assets or civilians, but the vast majority of them aren't. There's like two that are. Yep. And so that's what kind of annoys me about it. Yeah, I, I think AMG is just too scared to implicate that we're lighting civilians on fire for profit. I think that's supposed to be kind of what it is. The same thing with like uh, the can I borrow that is like he's going so fast that he can't move the civilian. I guess he would kill them, I guess, is like the idea. Whereas if he's just like stealing a hammer, you know, like it's, it's a lump of metal, like who cares how fast it moves? Yeah, I get that. But come on. Yeah, come on, no, I, come on, I, come on. I agree. I th- it's a mistake they haven't repeated in like over in like a year. I think I think it's been a year. Because yeah, Jim I, Hammond was the last one to have that. And hopefully that remains. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, so. It's not just a new what was I thinking? It's not just a new age that is a card that can give us extra dice. We've also got a new card with Invincible Iron Man in Stark Armory. Uh, uh, good. Dude, I'm like half concerned that they're going to reveal that this card is fake. This is <laughs> like, it's absurd. It is the silliest card I've ever seen in my life. And any Tony can play it. And it's not shield faction locked. It's anybody can do this anywhere. Yes. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I just, uh, I was on HPP last night and we were talking about these two and I was like, you know, I think that there was an argument for Iron Man to be a little bit splashable outside of, you know, shield and Avengers just because his bubble's really good. He's a solid character. Helios is nuts. And then you had Stark Armory and, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of places that card's kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, I, I think like God help us. If any criminal syndicate that plays, uh, Shadowlands ever figures out that this card exists. Like that seems horrifying. And especially because Tony one can play it. So you can have it for three points. Yep. Instead of four points. This seems crazy to me. Uh, like that being said, I kind of get where the design of this card comes from. I think this is, so I think AMG, you know, like how they plan stuff very far out. Right. Right. I think they knew that Malekith was going to be a problem. I don't think they knew that the level to which he was. I mean, they wouldn't have errated him twice if they fully understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. But this is a card that seems like perfectly, you know, set up to punish Tall. Because Tall can't use this card. This card's not worth it for Tall. Right. You know, like, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe six extra attacks. But for wide attrition, which is what Shield is doing, is why this is so silly. Like when your faction can make 18 attacks in a turn, adding 18 dice to the number of dice you roll in a turn is uh, a lot. It's a lot of damage. Add in the out of act, the out of action of attacks we can get through like Hawkeye, Fury in the commandos, Winter Soldier. Yeah. uh, And it just gets even better. Yeah. Like it's not with all that stuff stacked up. It's not insane for like shield to make close to 20 attacks in a given round. Yep. It, it's going to make some insane swing turns when you get your 
when Nick Fury gets to do two lead from the fronts, you get some Bucky shots, you get uh, a crimson dynamo beam. Because hmm. that's the other weird thing is it's it, it's not just the affiliated characters. It's it's everyone. Correct. So, because the card's unaffiliated. It doesn't know. Yeah. So all of your splashes, uh, all any crazy splash you can think of just gets to benefit from this. Yeah, uh, it's real good on Crimson Dynamo. It's really good on Bucky. It's really good on the Grunts. For some reason, this card they decided didn't need to say non-Grunt. If a card ever needed to say non-Grunt, this card needed to see non-Grunt. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> right, like just being like, oh, my Grunts have a hammer. So they're making attacks that are six die reroll one. Yeah, absurd. Yeah, like, it's absurd that, for a free model. That seems That seems fair. And he can get I wonder if Fury's going to get a power off this attack. I I would certainly hope so. Yeah. But I played enough Thor to know that that's not guaranteed, even with the reroll. Uh, so safe to say Stark Armory, real good. Uh, yeah, you usually play it. If Iron Man can make an attack on turn one and get a power, in this case, uh, usually Invincible Iron Man makes his one attack. If he whiffs it, he has three power the next turn. You want to play this card for three power. Yeah, because that's still a 12-inch bubble, not counting his base size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's still excessive, especially on any of the, the close scenarios, like on a research station. Yeah. Oh, God help your opponent. That that researcher belongs to you. I think if you're on like a D, you just don't bring this card. I think you play Helios instead. Do you think that this is a card where you just you decide between this and Helios? Uh, so right now where I'm at is... Pick two of Iron Man leadership, Helios, Stark Armory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's starting to become more subtle than that. I've been having trouble playing Helios, and I've never had trouble playing Helios. Stark Armory isn't the total reason. It's that kind of Iron Man 1 didn't have an outlet for his power. Like, his power builds him more power. Right? So he would just build this engine, and he would slowly build it up. Right. And uh, new Tony is not like that. He he can dump his power every single turn. So you kind of have him and Fury don't build it super well. The commandos are on a gainer. So if they're not taking damage, they don't build it super well. Also, they can dump their power really easily. Yeah. Uh, and now Bucky doesn't Yahtzee into power the way that he used to because he doesn't Yahtzee into damage the way that he used to. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of at a point where like if I'm playing Hawkeye and it's a center scenario, I can try to fit both. But now I'm very much looking to see if they're bringing a big guy. Right. And that makes sense, too. I think back when we did our first episode on this, we were pretty much in the camp of very, very, very wide shield. Mm -hmm. And I think that with Iron Man, with some of the changes to the game, um, not tall, but not wide, just like normal guy shield is a little bit more uh, viable and normal guy teams aren't always the biggest fan of this. It, cause it, the amount of yeah. power you pay on a bunch of guys, uh, if like with a, for like a 20 die Helios, for example, that that's maybe may or may not be where you're looking at, but like a 20 die Helios, when you've got seven guys, the power load from all of them is significantly less than if you're running four or five characters. Yeah, having to gener- pay into it. 
generally the more characters you have on your team, the more power your team has in total. And it also means the less power you lose from a single daze. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think that Helios is getting tougher to play with the modern thing. Also, like every game I've been jamming has been Iron Man Fury as my first eight points. And then almost certainly commandos after that, because the commandos are needed to cart those two four threats that don't have compression mm -hmm. around. Like Fury's compression is he has more actions because of the grunts. But like Iron Man is a four threat that needs to be making his attacks every turn to get his money. And uh, the commandos really help him do that. Speaking of money, a little aside, uh, I think my favorite thing about Invincible Iron Man is that we now have a dollar to power ratio in Billion Dollar Punch. <laughs> Three power is equal to one billion dollars, and I'm excited for people to send me messages of uh, how much money was spent in their games. <laughs> the real um, questions. Yeah, uh, I was 15 games into using Invincible Iron Man. I did my first billion dollar punch today. And uh, how'd it go? It was, out of, it was out of desperation. It didn't do enough damage. <laughs> oh. I um, I had mentioned in HPP that his spenders aren't going to be things you use super often because he's just going to be ripping and rolling his power everywhere else. But billion dollar punches, you're desperate. I need to move one i think or maybe i want to get the throw and unibeam's like the i kind of want that guy to die i'm gonna, I'm gonna unibeam that guy that's kind of how i feel like almost like a mini helios but not a helios laser it's very not a helios laser no not it's, quite it's only seven dice like the math on it is not great like it no. can spike it like it can spike high but like that's, that's what you're hoping for is a spike. I think you're I, I I'm in within five of that guy. He needs to die or I can move and shoot and God help me. I hope I get three crits, maybe some rerolls, but is there anything else that we want to talk about? Uh, Iron Man or Iron Man led shield before we move on to our character changes? Uh, no, I mean, just like he's good. Play him. Uh, I think there's a handful of matchups to use. Let's get an upgrade for, uh, I'm not 100% sure what those are. And I think they're more scenario based than team based. Right. I, I do have one final question. Maybe I'll swap that into being before this. Uh, do you think that he replaces three thread Iron Man in the roster? I currently have both. I was convinced when we got him that that was the case. Uh, I think 15 threat can be very awkward depending on what you're wanting to do. Like, if the cat's claw, if you know, if the cat's claws are truly trimmed, like if Malekith is truly not a thing, I don't think that he's going to be not a thing. Uh, I think our fifteen in a Malekith has problems, especially with Bucky being neutered. Mm -hmm. Like your fifteen is awkward because like your core of Invincible Iron Man, uh, Fury, and Commandos is eleven. Right. So you have four more threats. So you're either playing two twos or a four, which means you don't have the other got your back model unless you want to play a point down. And I just think the math and the squads are a lot cleaner if you have original Iron Man. That's true. Plus, I think if you play like Fury, Iron Man, Commandos to 10, 
play Bucky, play either Widow or Bullseye, I think you can get away with playing Helios and Stark Armory. Mm-hmm. And like really punishing the cat. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I I have not settled on whether or not I'm out of the three threat yet either. I'm still trying to figure out where my list is. And you'll see a little bit why when we talk about that later. Because mine's a little wi- <laughs> mine's a little wacky right now. Um, but speaking of Bucky, let's talk about the Bucky changes. Okay. Uh, so what what happened to him? So Bucky got a couple changes. Uh, Rapid Fire went from a hit trigger to a wild trigger. And Red Fury now only pushes size three. Um, right. Bucky was the only character in the entire errata to not also get some little rider to go, some little bonus to go with his nerf. Yeah, he was just uh, straight made worse. Mm-hmm. Even Malekith got like hex on the spender. <laughs> a little sticker to go on his fridge, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Like, where's my hex on my spender? Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, people think that this totally dumpsters Bucky and that he gets pushed out. Uh, Shield, like it or not, is a good stuff faction. They just play the strongest pieces that they can. I mean, obviously, I'm coming at this from a competitive mindset. But I feel like if you're playing the cops faction in the superhero game, you're probably not in it for the fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're playing it because they're a really fun faction to play and they're strong. So they kind of just play the strongest stuff. Bucky is still amongst the strongest three threats in the game. I don't think, I think he just falls out of, I think almost every faction has a three threat better than him. So I think he falls off of his rogue agent duty for most people. I think like winter garden sentinels probably still play him from time to time, but I think he's largely fallen down or fallen out of that role for most teams. Yeah, Uh, I, I agree. What this has done for like his gun is the odds of his rapid fire have moved from 73% to 45%. So, uh, you know, two thirds to half. Mm Mm-hmm. Or not two thirds, three fourths to half. Yeah. Uh, so it's gotten worse there. Uh, to get four shot activations, you used to get a four shot activation every other activation with Bucky. Now you get it one in every five. So a significant re- reduction there. And then only getting two shots on your activation used to be like one in every 10 Bucky activations. So typically it didn't happen in a game. Now it's one in every three. Now you will have two shot Bucky activations every game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was statistically unlikely. Cause that's just my reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, yeah, before, uh, one in every 10 activations. So like if you're playing, like typically games are like four or five turns. I think games are typically five turns. Uh, every, every other game, Bucky would have a one, have a one gunshot activation if he made both shots Mm -hmm. or have a two shot activation. If he made both shots, I think that he still hits the roster. So the thing that's wild is so Bucky was broken like this. I can't stress enough that this like had to happen. Yes. Something had to happen to Bucky. Uh, I really thought they were just going to reduce his range because like lots of characters are putting out this kind of damage. Uh, They're just doing it at a much closer range. 
Right. You know, I thought he'd go down to be kind of living the mood night life. But uh, AMG very clearly like that the range is the thing that defines Bucky for them. Like all yeah. the Buckies have had five range. They've always had it. So that's clearly the thing that's important to them. Um, the other thing I thought they might do was hit Hydro Tactics because Hydro Tactics feels like you're cheating when you're doing it. But yeah, then again, it, it feels like God mode. <laughs> then again, I understand their hesitancy to touch it because it's on other characters. So it's weird to have Hydro Tactics work one way on one character and another way on another character. Mm-hmm. So I think that Bucky still hits the roster if you have like clear lines of fire, not a lot of cover into factions that like don't have a lot of stealth or damage reduction. Right. So I think like into like spider foes, for example, you know, like lots of size three, not a lot of damage reduction, almost certainly going to have clear lines of sight to people. Right. That's a good place to play Bucky. And then I still think you just play this nerd on hammers. Like I still think these hammer turns are just like still unfair and uh, hammers is probably the thing that should leave the game and not be adjusting rapid fire characters, but hammers is every person's favorite scenario. So AMG is not going to throw that scenario out regardless of its unbalancedness. Yeah. I've, uh, I used to love that scenario. I have slowly started to despise it <laughs> over time. I mean, like I think the scenarios busted on the teams that can play it well and no one plays it better than shield and Bucky's part of the reason for that. Mm -hmm. so uh as long as this is in my roster bucky's gonna be in my roster and if you're playing hammers and you don't have a rapid fire character make sure you can just like articulate the reason why not necessarily (laughs) wrong but you're like pretty close not necessarily rapid at least someone that can hit multiple more than two attacks around yeah i guess like I guess like ricochet beams. or speed of mm-hmm. sight or stuff like that can all be like good reasons to like have that stuff. Exactly. Um, uh, I had, go ahead. I was sorry. I had this discussion about whether or not he was dead on, on the cast that's coming out or has come out by the time this comes out where we discussed all the changes. Um, Matthew, our co-host was, or, or usual host would be co-host today uh, was convinced that he's dead. And a lot of it is that, you know, the odds are significantly worse to get the double shot. And one of the things that I, I, I stressed about was, you know, most of the other rapid fire characters, right? They, they get a hit, but they also have to be closer. So they're probably spending more actions to get into range. There's more times that they're going to have to move to get into position to get a double shot. So yeah, like it makes sense that it's more accurate. They're more likely to get it. Bucky's more than likely going to sit in one spot for the most for most of the game, unless he just decides to hydro tactics and then he's still not using a movement action. He's going to get more attack actions than I think a lot of the other rapid fires get, even if you're, because it's so hard to position around a 10 inch bubble or a 20 inch bubble from one guy sitting in the near the middle of the table. Yeah, that's 100% true. And like a lot of the other rapid fire characters do other stuff with their attacks than take their rapid fire attack. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Punisher Mystique use their uh, blow up terrain thing. Uh, and then Punisher uses his big gun and Moon Knight uses his spender because Moon Knight's spender is great. Yep. But everything that Bucky does is around this rapid fire. So his rapid fire 
how good his rapid fire is is more impactful because like, keep in mind it affects the spender as well it affects the spender it affects how much damage he gets when you daze one of his buddies because that's another uh, another thing he he's one of the is he the only one that has built in out of activation attacks that has rapid fire uh yeah. i believe so so again like the odds aren't there to hit it but you're you're getting a higher volume than anyone else uh, for the most part, especially if you're, if you're catering his matchups, like you're suggesting to take him where he's going to shine more, which is fine. I think that's a fine place for a character to be in and not absolutely stapled to the uh, stapled to every squad you bring. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, I think you're not going to see him out of affiliation a ton. Uh, I think he's still a little bit interesting in Wakanda. And I'm curious as to how the whole Soldat uh, tactics card plays out on this Bucky. I've been pretty unimpressed with it so far, but uh, then again, Hydro Tactics on turn one is a hell of a drug. So (laughs) I, I think it's very far. I think Soldat and the, the got your back are two of the reasons they had to, they had to change it. Right. Cause I mean, anytime you shot the leader, he, there's a good chance he's going to get two shots on you. If, mm. if they didn't do that, like it, it, I think it had to change. I think it's a fine change. Yeah. It, it hurts Bucky my soul. Absolutely but. had to change. I do wish they had given us a little something like, what about a mystic defense or <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if red fury still got the rapid fire shots? If you didn't push, that's what I wanted to, that's what I would have done. But again, I also would have like approached this completely differently. I would have cut his range. I would have made hydro tactics once per turn. Yeah. So that he can't forward and back to safety. Like he has to expose himself at least at range five. Mm-hmm. He can't like shoot Malekith and then escape out of range of Malekith. Well, hopefully there's just not going to be a lot of Malekiths to have to do that to anymore. Yeah. Fingers but, crossed. I hope so because, uh, you know, you slayed the guy that slays the kitty cat. So I can't protect you nerds anymore. <laughs> All right. right. Uh, Anything else we want to talk about, Bucky, other than uh, the rumors of his death are highly exaggerated? Yeah, I think this character is still going to see play. Um, I don't think it's totally insane for him to leave a shield roster. But a lot of the stuff that people are excited about in shield, like I've seen some people experimenting with Thanos shield. Uh, because of the changes to Thanos and like Bucky is one of the best characters to put that on. And this change only makes that like more true. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think now he doesn't make every single 10 and that's fine. Um, before he was probably in every squad you built, unless, unless it was a bad matchup for him. Um, and those weren't as common as they should have been. Now it's now he's fair. And that also opens the door for our other rogue agent that we have in affiliation, Taskmaster. Does it though? A little bit. No, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You know, it opened it completely. It at least cracks the door a little bit. Let some air in. All right. Uh, so I, I can already feel Nate grinding his teeth. So every six months that I've played Shield, Nate has tried to trick me into playing Taskmaster, and he usually succeeds. And uh, he's trying again. And so Taskmaster, I think for S.H.I.E.L.D., or at least this is where I am now, is that he is a meta call. If your 
meta is full of other shield players and Shadowlands Daredevil players. First of all, I can't, I don't believe your meta is real. Uh, <laughs> second, um, Taskmaster counters rapid fire better than any character in the game. Right. Uh, not just martial artist, but the extra defense should put him up and over most. And then even more importantly, his version of counterattack is very good in a rapid fire models. Like Bucky shoots Taskmaster while within three, shoots him twice. Taskmaster has, has what, three defense for the first one and then six defense for the second one or five defense for the second one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, because he's been attacked twice for both of these triggers that are about to happen, he gets to do the six die counter attack both times. Uh, so it's roll 12 dice. Every crit and wild is damage. Like you might just win that fight. Yeah. Very, uh, very possible. Unlike all the other, uh, counter-strike characters. Now the problem is that taskmaster has nothing that makes you attack him and his shield, even gaining the power is still very like, whatever. I do like that. He can camp a point and just throw his shield. Uh, there might be board setups where taskmaster's good where you know you can kind of live everybody's lived the sam dream i assume at this point where you stand behind a size three building and just throw your shield over at the entire game while standing on a point or holding an extract Mm -hmm. i I certainly have (laughs) the second you climb this i'm going to raise my shield i'm going to not die and then i'm going to run um so taskmaster spender is also very very efficient the problem is it's range two and the character is just okay. I, I, I also, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not sold, but you know, it like, Ooh, in like a month and a half, Nate'll wear me down and I'll try it. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it makes an interesting sort of decision between the two. So if you're wanting to lay into one guy, maybe it's more of a tower kind of thing, right? Like a one big boy, like winter soldier is obviously a little better. Cause you want to, focus one guy into multiple guys taskmaster being able to spread some damage is nice obviously a lot of the time you don't want to spread damage because you want to be killing a guy if you're attacking him but him being able to like get out of reach guys too is pretty nice and ignoring cover probably would have been a little bit more relevant if we still had the abysmal x-men matchup but it i i'll I'll take him still not being as useful (laughs) to not have that um and Matthew brought this up on our cast, uh, him being able to do the aggressive into martial artist range. Yes, that's also very good. And that also that also does that also stack favorably with photographic reflexes? Uh, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So you can be in range for. Uh, like be shot from range for spend, get damage, spend the one walk and then uh, reflexes them. Nice. Because they're same timing windows. You can do them in either order. And photographical reflexes doesn't have to be legal when it happened. It just has to, at the time it it would trigger. At the time that it resolves, it has to be legal. Right. And I think that's like, there's some interesting tricks that we can now start exploring. He'll actually have a little bit of power going in without getting attacked because of the shield throw. So he'll actually have some room to breathe on photographic reflexes and mnemonic technique. So I, I don't think he's taking Buggy's place. Uh, I, I think, think other so people. Either. Either. And I, I think 
that's kind of the issue with putting Taskmaster in your roster. So it's not that I don't think Taskmaster, like if I had an infinite sized roster in Shield, I think Taskmaster would hit the board, which is why this like Nate thing is working on me. <laughs> but the question is, is like, is he the best three threat we like can play in the slot? Like keep in mind, he competes with Commandos, Bucky, Hawkeye, Tony One. Like yeah. th- those are four incredible uh, three threats. And like the weakest one of those is like Hawkeye who also has the same synergy level that Taskmaster has going on. Right. Uh, so it's like, so it's like, which one do you want to do? Yeah. And I, I, I totally feel the, it's not often Taskmaster. If he was, like you said, if you had, you could just take every shield character in your roster. He'll hit mm-hmm. there eventually, but I can, I can see him not quite edging it out for your 10. Um, I'm still going to try him a little bit uh, just because I have the model. I might as well. Yeah, I don't uh, have the model uh, and I have no plans to because Punisher also like not a thing I'm probably going to play anytime soon. Uh, yeah, I thought Punisher would be better and would get I was convinced when I bought him, he'd be in Midnight Suns when that came out. Uh, and that didn't happen. He's still not. And he's <laughs> uh, now he's in Defenders and I'm not sure why. I don't know. He's like buddies with Daredevil. Daredevil's king of Defenders now. I, I, I like the, my, my introduction in their relationship was the, the Netflix show. So I'm just thinking, of course, Matt Murdock liked him after he chained him to a, <laughs> to its building. Like, yeah, I, I can see why he would like him. <laughs> yeah, like, Most people try to kill me in the workplace. You're a refreshing change of pace. I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about Taskmaster. Um, is there any other changes that you'd want to call out before we kind of get to lists? Um, no, I'd rather just reveal it during lists. Okay, totally fine. Um, you want to go with mine first so we can get the the really dumb one out of the way and then go for yours? Yeah, go for, go for yours. Yeah. So I wanted to lean into some really heavy experiments and a new age. And I've only gotten to put it on the table once or twice. Um, once was against Sooner doing WTC practice and I got Rick Rolls. Uh, and I made some really bad choices trying to be experimental, but I wanted to go for a really heavy dive because I was still planning to fight X-Men and just anyone trying to run away from me and then leverage new age. So I brought Agent Venom, Hawkeye, Invincible Iron Man, Nick Fury, Nick Fury, Winter Soldier, Crimson Dynamo, Bullseye, Original Human Torch, and, uh, Mike DeLuca at Nashcon told me about taking Cosmic Ghost Rider with the initiative. <laughs> that way uh, I could, uh, that way I could, um, he, it wasn't for a new age. It was strictly so he could uh, med pack himself while he's uh, yeah. nose diving the enemy team. But it also lets him benefit from a new age with his energy attacks. Yeah, and I, don't, he, I don't think you'll ever manage to get those two characters on the battlefield at the same time, but. Uh, <laughs> you say that pulling, uh, pulling stagger seems really good. I, um, I definitely tried it when I played against sooner. I played iron man, uh, human torch bullseye ghost rider and venom. I think I just went all out just trying the all offense, uh, on, <laughs> on the cover scenario. <laughs> it was not a good choice. Uh, it's we got bad. rolled. Um, I forgot that Shuri can push size three was my issue. 
So I thought, oh, Cosmic Ghost Rider will go toe-to-toe with Shuri. It'll be great. We'll just, she won't be able to push him. It'll be fine. And then the first time she activated, she pushed him. I said, oh, I've just, I've made the worst decision of my entire life. Um, this is going to go horribly. And he was only psycho. He was only psychotic the first and fourth rounds of the game. Maybe, yeah, fourth round. We got it. We got to round four. Um, and not a good place for the Cosmic Ghost Rider to be in. Uh, he likes being crazy. Yeah, I, I experimented with Cosmic Ghost Rider a bunch when he was revealed because he has a lot of cute stuff with the commandos. So, like, Ghost Rider can, like, walk, shoot, or I think he can hop, walk, shoot, pull, either one or two, and mm-hmm. get somebody off of a bee and pull them, you know, it's like, so, like, you walk to the farthest end of your bee. My Ghost Rider rolls one power, right? Hops two, walks. I think he could actually get it even if he rolls no power. Uh, pulls you off your point, shoots you. Then you go with somebody. Maybe you bring something scary and come threaten Cosmic Ghost Rider. And then the commandos can walk, shoot the thing that Ghost Rider pulled, and then pull Ghost Rider to safety. Hmm. Which is, like, really cute. And there's, like, a bunch of versions of that with the commandos that, like, let Ghost Rider do the greediest play in the world and then still pull him to safety. I, I really like the visual of Frank kind of going insane and getting in danger and then someone having to be the one to pull him back. Like, stop it. Get out of there, you idiot. They were like, they were like, shush, 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 shush. Come on, buddy. Come on, come on, get out of here. Get out of here. Like, I know you're having non flashbacks, but we're like, come on. <laughs> come on, us two. We, we got to get out of here. Superpowers now, dude. <laughs> you can't just do that stuff. Listen, that guy's got a laser gun. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I thought there was lots of cute stuff there. I ultimately decided that really, and again, the reason that I keep falling away from like the big boys in S.H.I.E.L.D. is just like, was that more output than like Bucky Hawkeye? Right. Uh, and I have done the solution of no. And uh, I do think that Cosmic Ghost Rider is also good if your like meta is full of big boys, like mm-hmm. he really loves fighting like Hulks and Thanos's and uh, juggernauts. Like if Thanos is all over your shield meta, he's a pretty good pick, right? Like his spender is one of the best odds things to kill Thanos with. It's like really, really good at it. Yeah. And like, if- even if you don't incinerating Thanos is a really good step in the right direction for getting him off the table with our guys. Can I uh, blow your mind for a sec with a, uh, a statistic? Do it. I, my mind is, is prepared. Okay. So let's say you have cosmic ghost rider and you have a Logan that's on full health to power. What do you think your odds to spender uh, him from full health. What do you think your odds are to kill him? Uh, what's no. what's Logan's mystic defense? Two, two. Oh, he has two power, so he can't play uh, exceptional healing. Right, and it's just psychosis token, twelve dice. Oh, it's so got to be like shot, Logan. It's got to be like seventy or eighty, isn't it? It's eighty-two percent. Yeah. 
it's still so high. That's so often. <laughs> That's so often. Like, uh, yeah. So like the attack is absolutely silly. And then Logan wakes up with three power because he's this one in a power phase. Yes. You're like, cool. Um, so he really loves hitting tough to kill targets with that spender. What are his odds to kill Thanos from full? Uh, I can't imagine that one's as good. It's, it's not, it kind of depends on whether Thanos has the gem or not, but let's assume he has reality gem. Uh, Thanos has how many hit points? Nine on the front. Eight, I believe. I think he's eight on the front. Yeah. Eight, eight, Uh, eight, nine. It's still 16%. Okay. Not great. It's still like almost one in five. Yes. Which that's is like absurdly high for like the hardest thing in the game to kill. Yeah. That's always the, as I was going to say is I was going to follow up with, it's not good, but that's probably like the, better than any other single attack aside from like a Helios with it's um, like the number of Bucky attacks it takes to kill Thanos. 16. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if even that few, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that I would like Cosmic Ghoster. I took him into probably the worst matchup on his worst scenario, which was the the 20 point cover one. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, uh, scoundrels. Scoundrels. Yeah. Um, you have did not enjoy it. Tech for that, too. Say what? You have tons of tech for that, too, that you just like left at home. Yeah, I I like I said, I I, I saw 20 points. Um, my eyes dilated. I started you know, salivating at the prospect of taking just the craziest experimental team possible into, you know, uh, a really good player playing his WTC list. And uh, I got punished for it. Um, but I saw the bones of what I want to do. I, 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 I don't know if I want to continue with a new age right now. Uh, Human Torch might become something else. Uh, I do want to try more Ghost Rider though. Uh, so I've did, I've said for a long time. So if you want to try out New Age, I've said for a long time that the thing that will eventually break New Age is they will either print a model in general that has rapid fire and it's energy typed, and then all of a sudden New Age gets really dumb because you're doing like Moon Knight shit, right? Right. Now the closest thing that exists to that in the game is New Cyclops. Ooh. That's so true. like that if if new age is still a thing you want to try out, I would give that a go. That seems like that. I think I'm not going to go dig it up, but I think there's gold in them hills. <laughs> there's there's at least bronze. <laughs> there's something there. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I never in my life have thought of Cyclops as a model I wanted to play after the first time I played him. And um, certainly never in my life thought of him as a splash, but you have kind of convinced me a little bit here. Like speed of sight is really good on that turn. Uh, field leader is a hell of an ability. The problem is, is that Cyclops never has the power to play it. Well, I think that's different now. Like I don't have any games of this, but that seems like a thing worth looking at. Yeah, I can actually agree with that. Uh, like the speed of sound gives him a little bit more. I think that, being in an affiliation that can help him be a better gun line also helps him. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't think that's what old version of X-Men wanted to do. Uh, even his version. 
Uh, I just don't think they were prepared for it. Now I think he could, I think I could see him in a gun line. I don't know what the, I don't think the gadget does anything for him on the initiative, but getting uh, access to an age is probably enough. You probably pick it up and then you use it to like pass a thing or whatever, or play on demons and like shake your incinerate. I, I used it on Ghost Rider to uh, re-roll my defense dice so I could maybe take a damage because <laughs> I was that power starved on Ghost Rider. Uh, sad times. Yeah, it seems like sad times. It was a it was a very it, it was a game we suffered in. Um, but yeah, I I took uh, Research Station Montesi and Legacy because I just didn't know. I never know what I want my third to be. I want to take Hammers. Yeah, you should take hammers. But I like my my tactics cards, and I'm tired of playing on hammers. What, hammers gives you more power. I know, but I want to play other stuff. I need to. Like, when I go to tournaments, I probably need to start doing it. I mean, uh, the nice thing about... Fine. If I was forced to play another one, I think Senators is kind of interesting. Uh, I, I am always so terrified of the... Or was. I think it's a little bit easier now, the the brotherhood senators shenanigans. Um, I think, I think we have tools to deal with it now, but there was certainly a time where I was terrified of that. Um, I think shield bodies brotherhood. I think shield dunks brotherhood. Like to the, like all their great models are like very mediocre into shield. <coughs> my, my issue is I played against that list, but on a C scenario and, but not, not in a grab and run. Uh, I played against Kenny and Kenny just rushed at me with all of his guys and it just one shot all my guys on repeat uh, with Hulk and Juggernaut. Uh, I would You're like so bad in the shield though. I I I know he would do a move and then a slide and then try to hit me. I'd go cool. I'm gonna get out of it. And he'd go cool. I'm gonna slide again and then just do a five die and one shot that guy anyway. Okay, well, I go, yeah. yeah, it was it It'd was five die sometimes. <laughs> uh, Hulk would just come in and he would just one shot a guy and then, or leave him on one and then throw him into another guy and then hop and then kill that guy. Um, Juggernaut would daze a guy just every round. Um, Magneto would do, put some damage out. Like he played the entire game on my side of the table. Uh, he, he almost could have just walked to my side of the table and played. Uh, Cause just nothing I did. I, I couldn't, I don't think I did. I think I dazed Mystique. Mystique or Magneto? I dazed Mystique or Magneto like really early on in round one or two um, and then just suffered from there. <laughs> just did nothing. So an anomaly of a game that has scarred me deeply. I will remember it. Um, I will remember it on my deathbed the, the day that uh, two or three times Juggernaut walked forward with a five die attack and slapped someone to death. So I'm scared. <laughs> I'm just scared of senators. Uh, okay. But crazy. He's really scared of senators too. And then I like beat brotherhood on it, like five games in a row. And I was like, something's happening here. I probably just need to try it. I probably just need to do it. Just, just get, get over this trauma <laughs> and start, start actually playing shield the way it's supposed to be. Um, right. You, you want to get into my spicy list or you got let's get into your spicy list. About? Let's get into yours. All right. It's really close to yours. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I have Nick Fury Jr., Winter Soldier, Bullseye, Nick Fury Sr., Crimson Dynamo, Agent Venom, Hawkeye, Invincible Iron Man, Iron Man, and Hella, Queen of Hell. I love it. <laughs> Hella. Yes. Tell me about tell me about Hella. 
Okay, so Hella is uh, the spicy thing I've been thinking about. I've played it in one game that isn't uh, super relevant. She like did a whole bunch of damage to Mystique and then and a flip juggernaut and then Mystique activated and killed her on her flip side. And I was like, okay, whoops. <laughs> Don't play Hella in a Mystique game. My no. bad. <laughs> I, I see we both made really, really silly mistakes on an uh, experiment game. Yeah. But that's what uh, those are for. Fortunately, in that game, uh, uh, Bucky picked up two hammers on uh, armory turn and just like was like, hang on, guys, I'm going to carry you home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, seven die rapid fires. It was fine. It was fine. It seemed balanced to me. I'm sure it did. From your perspective, it was the greatest thing you've ever done. My opponent kept trying to scoop during it, and I was like, no, nah, I'm having too much fun. You're stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to enter scoop phase. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, anyway. Um, okay. So, like, the idea behind Hella is that I am playing – I'm actually playing Eyes in, the, Eyes in the Prize. Right. Which is not typically a card you play in uh, Shield – The idea is that there might be times where I think eyes in the prize would be advantageous to me. And because I have uh, incentive to be up on extracts, whereas I Mm -hmm. didn't before, like, because that could allow me to go Iron Man leadership. Right. So if I'm playing into like, let's say web warriors, uh, and they draw like spider infected and I draw whatever of mine, Mm Mm-hmm. And I have priority for some reason, or I think that they're not going to drop ASM. I can play an eyes on the prize play with Hella, grab that middle infected and back up. And then she's a very, very good gun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I also am carrying a lot of bodies. So that's lots of soul tokens. I also really like the idea of like doing shield nonsense on Hella's flip side. Like Hella has two souls. Now is my time. I'm going to, I'm going to go kill Hella. Juggernaut goes, she's like, I slide into Hella. I'm going to bop. I'm going to bop Hella. Let's go. There's no eye in the sky. I got this. And I'm like, okay, sacrifice on the Hawkeye. Shoot you with Hawkeye. Uh, You kill Hawkeye. Uh, I get my soul to be level th- to be have three souls now. I'm safe. Like That's also, I'm gonna got you. I'm gonna got you back a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, thanks for that. You're taking two more attacks. <laughs> it's also a little bit of a meta call. So first of all, uh, spiders are kind of my worst matchup right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this used to not be true, but I think is becoming true. Is that Spiders are weak to mystic. This has like been universal knowledge that has been wrong for a long time and is now spinning back because of spectacular Spider-Man being weak to mystic and Daredevil being weak to mystic. Which I are forgot both, he's affiliated. Yeah, which are both popular picks. And so having a six die mystic gun seems really good. And especially because Hella doesn't have a ton to do with her power and can just spend it on the Tony reroll. That's true. Yeah. And uh, do you ever, do you ever use the souls for the extra dice, like on a, on a spender or on a, on a builder? 
Okay, so when there is a thing that I want to kill that is within three of Hella, I have legitimately no idea what your what the correct line is. <laughs> like, there are so many ways you can take it. Let's assume Hella has two power. Why not, mm-hmm. right? Right. So Hella has two power. The thing is like a three 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 five health, and I want to kill it, and it's within three of me. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have Usle. Uh, how do I do that? Like, what is the best line for me? Do I open with a six die builder and see where I go from there? Do I just double mystic it? Do I do uh, a builder, try to build like one or two power, do a mystic, do the advance towards you? Like, I don't know the correct line. (laughs) There's yeah, I, so many options and it changes so much based on her resources that I like, I I'm not confident. I know how to play this character. Yeah. I've never, it's been a long time since I've read her card. I don't, I'm not familiar with everything that changed. I know she got death's embrace, the pseudo, okay. the pseudo charge. Is that the only change they made? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hella, the builder is now range three. Uh-huh. Right. Claim soul costs one, not two. So that means that claim soul, claim soul is up. She doesn't have to be in Cabal. Right. Reign of Hell isn't a four cost spender, it's a three cost spender. Mm-hmm. Uh the army of hell that like discard soul tokens to add dice doesn't work on claim soul anymore. Probably fair. Yeah, it's it's like you can either get souls or spend souls. That's essentially how it works now. Right. And then she got the death embrace weird charge thing. The, honestly, like the wackiest, the wackiest ability I think I've seen. It's, it's, it's so weird. It's very spider foes. Yes. To me, like it's like it rolls crits in wilds. It only works if all of your abilities are already in range. Right. But it is literally movement compression. Because like all the foes have that have movement compression, it only works if they're already in range of you. <laughs> That's true. Stuff like hit and run. It's like Venom's web line, uh, hit and run, Mysterio's uh, like tricks and traps, uh, Craven the Hunter's nonsense. Uh, yeah. Like all the characters. That's very good. I feel. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You know. You I was just gonna say. I feel like. I I tried Hella a lot back in the day with Midnight Suns, uh, for like grab and run stuff, and I always felt like that was fine. But she was like a body that did nothing for the rest of the game, and that was a problem. Um, I definitely want to try her in Midnight Suns because I feel like, she, Bill is, obviously fantastic, but I feel like. She also like kind of can come up and kind of do some interesting thing. And I, I thought about what you said with just leaving there, leaving her there as like claim soul to uh, claim soul turret, just eight, eight inch, six die mystic attacks flying everywhere. Just seems uh, like really solid to just be lobbing up the field and then being able to go in when you need it. Uh, it's something that like Bill, my experience with Bill uh, is like, he's a little bit easier to play around sometimes in certain matchups. Like you throw him into danger and they just ignore him. And then like 
he makes an attack and throws something and makes another attack and like maybe that works out. Uh, but Hella feels a little bit more proactive sometimes. Yeah. Well, the other issue with Bill, so Bill is like the the entire community seems to have agreed that like Bill is the best eyes on the prize character. The problem with Bill's and eyes on the prize is that after he takes his safe grab, it's very easy for him to be way out of position because he's a yep. melee character. He's a like a bruiser brawler character. Hella has a gun. Yep. Right. She's not out of position when she takes her safe grab. Like uh, play eyes on the prize uh, and grab a hammer and then back up towards my team. Like I will do seven die claim souls to you all day. And then I yeah. will dump my soul tokens when you show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. I will happily spend, I will happily do like my nine die Hellforge blades. <sighs> okay. So I, um, I, I, I got a new job. This is okay. a relevant story. I'll, I'll pull this around. I got a new job. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, um, I, uh, have desk space. I have a desk. And so I brought some MCP models to work to just put on my best on my desk. Stuff I, I knew I wouldn't play and that was painted and looked good. So like my Sentinel prime, I know I'm not going to play him for a long time. It's on my desk. Uh, my black widow two never player. So my desk, my Deadpool and my Bob, I never play them. Deadpool may be an argument. Now they're on my desk. Cause they look really good. Uh, and the two that I really regret leaving there now are, I left daredevil there. <laughs> And I left Hella there. Uh, and I thought, well, now I'm going to have to bring back Daredevil and maybe Deadpool. And now I'm like, well, now I got to bring back Hella, right? Because that sounds really fun. And now I'm not going to have anything on my desk. I'm going to have to bring other models to work <laughs> to leave on my desk because of this conversation. Uh, man. So I don't even know what to ask, what questions to ask. You, you, you were telling me it was going to blow my mind, the math on one-shotting Logan, but this is blowing my mind more. I really don't know where to proceed. Okay, so <laughs> um, the other thing that like should convince you that Hella is an eyes on the prize like all-star is that Asgard, when they play Hella and Bill, mm -hmm. if they have priority, they will play eyes on the prize on Hella. Right. Because she's not going to be out of position and Bill is happy to commit himself. Yeah. If they don't, you know, like eyes on the prize back. Uh, I think this is really interesting. The idea of a character that lives forever is really good in S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, important note here that uh, Queen of Hell, the like, I don't die ability. Uh, does not trigger gotcha back. Oh, that's a little sad. Because it prevents the KO. Mm -hmm. Also prevents and, gaining a, a gaining a point if you're using Nick. Yeah, it, it does all the stuff. It doesn't synergize with any of that stuff. Hmm. I mean, I'll take it if she's not dying, right? Like if you're just mm -hmm. giving me my four threat or yeah, my four threat guy back and now I can just start rebuilding it. Are you typically only doing the claim souls or are you able to like get a consistent amount of power on her to be able to like get the rerolls, maybe do aggressives if you have to? It's entirely situational. Like uh, I always will just take the most efficient number of attacks I can take. 
So if there's only somebody within range four, I will just double claim soul and I'll be like, that's my life. This is what we're doing. Right. Right. Now, if somebody's in range three, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I have no idea. Depends on my power. <laughs> depends on my number of souls. Depends on whether I'm flipped or not. Probably also depends on like where the, where the score is at. Like, do you need to go in or can I just comfortably sit here and slap you? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I really like the versatility. I can't believe we're having a discussion about Hela, by the way. I'm excited. I think she's a really cool character. Yeah. Um, I have some really fun ideas for the model that I'm going to do for her. I'm very excited. Uh, I ultimately think she is probably like if you if I had to prognostic prognosticate where I'm going to be is that I think she will probably fall out of the list. So my list is very greedy right now. Mm-hmm. My list doesn't have any steals in it. My plan against scenario teams is I'm going to kill you. As the, the way AMG intended. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think it'd be very easy to switch back to Voodoo and kind of yeah. get everything that she does, except for the eyes on the prize play. And then just use that to like steal stuff back. Shield is one of the most defensive factions of the game. Him being him having to hang himself out more isn't as big of a deal for shield who can protect him, etc. Yeah. I, I also definitely like your idea of being up on shield. Cause that's always been a challenge sometimes uh, being able to play a, 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 from the front kind of game just right off the bat just seems like a really impressive way to, to handle certain matchups. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's, the situation in which you want to play Iron Man. Yeah. Which let me tell you, I want to play me some Iron Man. He looks fun. Yeah, absolutely. So like playing a 17, that's like, I don't know, both leaders, uh, commandos, we're at 11, hella, we're at 15. And then uh, what we have, maybe bullseye if we want to go to 17 if we're on hammers let's toss bucky in there if we're on scoundrels let's toss let's toss uh hawkeye and bullseye in there i like that list a lot uh if there isn't an eyes in the prize target pull hella out put agent venom in now i got three cover ignores i got re-rolls yeah, I just think that Shield's in a really good spot. I don't think Shield hits top tier, but I think they are the best thing in the tier below that. Something we haven't mentioned yet, I, we've alluded to it, is, you know, the storm changes. Before, I think our natural predator was a good player playing X, uh, Storm-led X-Men. Uh, or like a just, mediocre player playing Storm-led X-Men. Uh, <laughs> someone who has uh, read their cards is a natural predator to the shield player. Um, mm-hmm. David Attenborough actually narrated something about that one time. Given that they are different, worse in a lot of ways, better in a couple ways. How do you feel that lines us up in the middle? Like where do we fall now that we, we maybe have a, a, a chance? Do we have a chance? So I think the issue is that X-Men took a nerf but I think that nerf didn't solve all of our problems. Like X-Men still kind of effortlessly have midline grabs, which is part of why I is in my list. Mm-hmm. 
like I think that X-Men might be a place where you might want to think about an eye in the sky, Hella, especially if you have priority in X-Men. Yeah. So if you have priority in X-Men, you probably picked your secures to not have to do pay to flips. Uh, also with cover going away, they're on scoundrels probably. Yes. Especially if they're playing like a storm thing. And if they're playing storm, they pretty effortlessly still have two midline grabs. So Eye in the Sky, pretty interesting. Hella, pretty interesting. Hella also dunks whichever Wolverine they've brought. Yes. Whichever two of the three Wolverines they've brought into you. (laughs) So like, I think that seems pretty good there, which is part of like, I'm trying to meta the meta already. I'm already two steps deep. I think that they are still very much a legitimate threat. They can still very much get away with all of their extracts. But... Uh, they have a lot of other interesting lines available to them, and it's really hard to tell without them knowing what they're doing because X-Men has kind of always been a team that has all the answers to whatever the opponents are doing, but you have to kind of make a meta call. You can't fit it all. Yeah. Um, I think a big part of why Nate won last year's second wind is because he knew Malekith was going to be a problem and he saw Malekith in finals and he had Raw Maw and he dunked Malekith with him. Mm-hmm. And so if X-Men are gunning for S.H.I.E.L.D. or they're at some big event where they know that like a couple of the big boogeymen in the meta are going to play S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, I don't know if DeLuca's off shield. I kind of suspect because he's going to WTC and he's not going to have Iron Man and uh, Stark Armory. If that was the case, I would be off shield. So I suspect yeah. that he's off shield right now. But for LVO, he might be on shield. And if me and DeLuca are at LVO qualified, I suspect you will want to have a plan for shield. So yeah. X-Men brings their plan for shield. I'm a little bit worried. But that being said, it is not the hard counter it once was. Good. I am. One of the things I have enjoyed about MCP is that uh, hard counters are fewer and farther between than they are in a lot of other games I've played. Uh, So it felt really bad when my favorite affiliation had what I perceive as one of the few just absolutely miserable hard counters. Uh, uh, I. I don't, I don't get to go to a lot of tournaments anymore, but the one I got to go to most recently in Huntsville a couple months ago, uh, made it to finals, lost to X-Men. Uh, I felt like I held my own, but there was definitely this feeling at the beginning of, I am not winning this. Uh, and my opponent was very competent. So it was, uh, very good for him. It was, uh, hammers and spider portals into X-Men and that was misery. All right. So if you had to guess right now, what do you think shields win rate over the last 12 months against X-Men was 224 games against X-Men? I am going to say 30%. It is 38%. I I almost got it. Yeah, Yeah. Price is right style. I think we'd have struggled to beat you. That yeah, it surprises me. It is, our, it is our lowest of any of them. And keep in mind that Shield with that manages the second highest win rate in the game at fifty four percent. 
Yes. Uh, j- just behind X-Men at 55. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what can you do? Funny enough. But yeah, like having a matchup that is 38% to win and having a matchup that is 70% into Wakanda is insane range. We have a 70% win rate into Wakanda. Yeah, it's a low game count 46. Uh, the other one that's really funny to me is that our second lowest win rate is into convocation and it's 40 and it's 49. It's just barely 50, 50. Yeah. So shield is in a great place. I think anybody that tells you different is selling something. We really need to see how the meta shakes out. I still think, I think our worst matchups are the top three boys still. So in my opinion, the top three things in the game are guardians Mm-hmm. Avengers, X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our X Men matchup is the best it's ever been, but also, I think X Men come out great out of this patch. I think X Men are the strongest they've ever been. Yes, their best matchup isn't auto win anymore, but I can't imagine it's much worse than fifty fifty. Yeah, I can. I can believe that. Right, Avengers always a problem. Sam's still broken. New cap is also broken. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. Uh, Avengers players any day now will figure out that it's not a synergy leadership, that it's just a good stuff leadership. Just play the good models and that leadership will carry you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is a huge problem for us. Thanos getting buffed. uh, Or he he got nerfed. But as far as Guardians of the Galaxy are concerned, it's a buff. There's no reason not to play both versions of Guardians of the Galaxy and smash them together. There's no reason to play Thanosless Guardians of the Galaxy. And Thanos Guardians of the Galaxy has a really easy job of presenting you only Groot and only Thanos to shoot. We're not very good at killing either of those models. Yeah. Uh, and then just like dunking you off the face of the earth. It doesn't like he only needs one cosmic portal to beat you. Yeah, that was uh, one of the things I was concerned with, too, is um, the, I don't think the splash is going to take mind as much, maybe. Uh, but that's still four people he's able to move, which is still absurd. And uh, he's now he's just going to have more power to do Death's Decree into us. And then yeah, one. which is what he probably should have been doing anyway, especially once I is gone. Um and also, now that neither gem is on the restricted list, like, I'm happy for Black Order. You're a faction again. But there's no reason to play anything but Space Mind. Yeah. I, like, if you're a Black Order player, you don't play Space Mind. Or you don't play Space, uh, re- sorry, I mean Space Reality. Ah. Okay. There's no reason to play anything but Space Reality. Uh, if you're a Black Order player, you play Space Mind on Thanos and you put your Reality Gem on Corvus. That's it. You, you've been taught how to play Thanos. I'll take fourth best. You know, uh, I, I, I think we're I think we're right up there. Like <laughs> uh, Stark Armory is a dumb card. The core box is very helpful for us. And all of that is Tony. Uh, we have to see what's gonna be shield out of the core box but i've heard rumors all the way from spider-man to cap are all shield affiliated 
I think if I had to make a guess, I think they they said in the in the panel to play Spider Man was, which was odd to me. Um, but Cap would be nice. I I think Winter Soldier's a shoe in. Uh, I thought it would be really interesting if Captain Marvel was in there. I don't know if she gets used, but I feel like she could become an interesting tool in the right the right metals. I definitely think that's one of the most interesting models in the game. Oh, yeah. She's in the core box. She is super cool. A a lot cooler than her previous iteration. Do you want to talk about new Bucky? Um, Do you want to talk about new Bucky? I think he's terrible in shield. I think he is way more interesting now that Bucky got nerfed. But my takeaway on new Bucky is can your faction play sold at? No, don't play new Bucky. I could see that. I, I, I will. I talked a little bit about him last night on HPP and I talked about, I thought he has some really interesting things going on with like, he's got really cool things. He can do at every range band and lots of like hit and run lets him kind of decide where you want to play him. Uh, but I feel like in, in your competitive shield rosters, like his tricks are really neat and really cool, but you're probably just better off getting someone with more raw output. So the issue I have with him is, first of all, he is not that much more survivable than normal Bucky. No. 4-3-4, same hit point spread, just flipped, is, like, not great. Now, stealth is the thing that they're relying on keeping this guy alive. My problem is, is that his output's pretty bad until you're in range three. Yeah. Um... I think there will be games where like he gets to kind of live his dream on like a D shape where he gets to like walk hit and run walk to the other point and like contest that point and have dropped the thing that's most dangerous to him to a level where Killbox might kill it. Uh, Killbox is his version of trick or treat. Yeah. Uh, my only games with this guy is I played him in Trap House Goblin. Uh, the problem with him in Trap House Goblin is you run out of terrain super fast. <laughs> there was like a hole you could see where the fight was. And there was just like a hole where like anything they walked at me, I just like threw at. I did Killbox twice on size ones. <laughs> That's so funny, actually. It's a, it's yeah. almost like a what a problem to have. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, can I rotate the fight over there where there's still terrain? And I was like, I don't really think so. Just ask the gentleman's the to flip the, the mat around. Yeah. Can we <laughs> pick up all of our models and spin the mat so that I can have terrain to throw at you? Would you Please? would you be um but all of like his really interesting stuff is within range three. Like the concussion grenade is super cool and super good. If you can do that to like a shield player where you can hit that wild effect and shock every single shield model because they all stand within two of each other, or at least within two of one model. Uh, that sounds like you staggered my whole team. Yeah, that sounds like bad times. Um, Red Agent is good, but like a little underwhelming for me. I don't know. The design feels overly safe. Like range five stealth seems like a thing they were very careful with, especially since they gave him hidden run. Like this character can be so safe. Like if you get an extract onto this character and you can stand on like the farthest D from your opponent, 
this character is very safe. Right. And it feels like they have balanced for that. So maybe in Criminal Syndicate, where he like puts your leader in cover. Puts your leader in cover and gets free attacks out of stealth, out of activation. Mm -hmm. But also I think that like the D shape is his best shape. So maybe that's not a thing you can afford to do is put those like seven points next to each other. That's true. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think in shield because shield can't take soul that. Um, if shield could take soul that I'd be pretty interested. Like that seems pretty spooky. Well, I think the problem there too, is that original winter soldier can take it. And I almost feel like in shield, I would rather be taking original Bucky for it. Okay. Original, original Winter Soldier can take Soldat. Don't. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. I've seen it a bunch of times. I saw it a bunch of times before Bucky got nerfed. The problem is, is the correct... So if Bucky is standing next to your leader, almost always the correct line is to attack Bucky instead of the leader. True. All right. You have just printed a tactics card that says do that instead. So even the idiots that are like, what does that tactics card say? And they're like, it says attack Bucky first. And you're like, oh, cool. I I don't, I don't, I was really on the fence before, but now I'm definitely going to do that. Like. That makes sense. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. And the new one has the stealth. So yeah, exactly. Given the chance you have to shoot the other guy. Yeah. Especially because he could be like both. Like, let's say you're playing, uh, Shadowlands Daredevil, who also has stealth. But if you're too behind him, there might be situations where you can attack Shadowlands and not Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then Shadowlands is also interesting because uh, he either gets the cover or he gets his martial artist. Wait, no, he always, he always has martial well, artist. Never he mind. always has, yeah, he has his radar sense. So he's got cover and, and I believe the cover isn't removed from within two. So like if you just go after Shadowlands... Shailen's happy as a clam. He's like invincible. He has like reduced damage by one just built into his kit. <laughs> I, is it, is it? Any, I, oh, I think you're right. I do think it does. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I do think it does say, uh, just, they just gain would, cover. Yeah. It just says gain cover. It would have to say unless they're within two or some nonsense. Oh, that's nuts. Uh, yeah. The, the condition is being within two of the targeted character. So mm-hmm. they do get it or Bucky being within two. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think he's interesting in Cabal, Criminals, Syndicate, and Hydra. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But I think he's interesting into S.H.I.E.L.D. Like because of having stealth and like specifically Hydra with uh, everybody loves Red Skull and Hydra. Red Skull is one of the worst models to play into S.H.I.E.L.D., like we eat him for lunch, but just like, he never makes it to the fight. No, he just like doesn't. We're really good at killing him. Uh, but cover changes that math a lot. So, you know, there's that. I hope not. I, I hope I don't see. I hope I don't see a lot of the new Winter Soldier now. I never thought about the grenade being that strong into a into shield. Really strong into shield. Yeah. Shocked uh, is essentially stagger and shield. Yeah, because um, I I don't want my four die guys having to roll three, and my five rolling four. That's just a uh, that's not gonna fly. And they can he can just do it on repeat, and there's not a lot we can do about it. He can no, no, no. walk up, throw, walk back. 
Yeah. If he's got the three power. Yeah. This podcast would absolutely not be possible if it wasn't for our sponsors, our friends at Tritex Games and GameChefs.org. If you're looking to buy some sweet, sweet tabletop fun in the U.S., head over to GameChefs.org and use the promo code GAMERSGUILD for 15% off. And if you're in the EU, head over to Tritex Games and get 5% off their already deeply discounted goodies using the code TritexGGCP5. And if you have a local game store, keep supporting them. We are all for that. You can help support the podcast by joining the Gamers Guild Patreon for as little as $1 a month or, wait for it, $12 a year. That's right. I can do math. Also, join us on our Discord and be a part of the Gamers Guild discussion for all things fun. Is there any other changes that are worth talking about? I don't know. I've played a bunch of Black Widow, or sorry, I've been... I've put Black Widow on my roster for a very long time. My meta is annoying me to death because they don't have D shapes generally in their rosters. Because the idea was to play the Black Widow like I played Crimson Dynamo, right. where like she's a shape specialist. Mm-hmm. I never saw the big shape where I was like, let's play Black Widow. But I think she's cute. I think she could play into that like idea of the like more extracts focused shield list. Mm-hmm. She again has a gun and shoots out of stealth. Like it's cute. I think she's better in Avengers though. Yeah. Is she, how much better as, a, as an extract runner is she compared to just the two threat? She's so hard to kill dude. Oh yeah. Cause this it's, character cause... is a nightmare. If you can put this character in cover, like, like I don't understand how you kill her. You said with cover? Yeah. I mean, put her in cover, which means you're either dealing with cover or you're dealing with... Martial artist. Uh, martial artist. Yeah. She can pay two to reroll her dice. She doesn't really have an outlet for her power, so that's going to be online. And then if mm-hmm. you kill her, she dr- she gets to pick where the extract goes. I, I do enjoy that S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, consistently getting that ability. I like that ability, too. Uh and then, like, if Voodoo comes back into the meta, Black Widow's going to be super cute because you can just, like, be like, okay, Voodoo's like, all right, uh, I have five power, I spend one, I I spend, fi- I spend five, I steal your extract, I put it on myself, and be like, no, you don't. No. You spend four, you put it on Black Widow, and I'm going to put it back here. That's true. I, I do like that meta call. I, um, I really want to play her because I like her model a lot. Um, my concern like was, a lot too. I think it's one of the best in the core box. It looks fantastic. Too. Uh, a very good glow up from the, the previous one, which was probably the worst in the core box. Um, the original uh, core box. Uh, I think I, it's between her and Ock, probably. I, I'm biased because my Ock, I'd modded to be standing on his, on his claws, so. I always forget yeah. that he's a little he's a little plain in the original. My Ock is Captain Marvel. Your Ock is Captain Marvel. <laughs> Have you never seen my my Doc Ock? Uh-uh. Ooh, ooh. You'll have to send that to well, me. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. <laughs> um Yeah, I I think I I like where you're going with the, like the the extract focus shield. That's definitely not something that I have I've not really thought about until we've talked about it today to be completely honest. Uh 
I haven't had a whole lot of time to wrap my head around a lot of these changes and you're kind of blowing my mind with some of these. As usual, I think every time you've been on, you've introduced something that's driven me a little mad. Yeah, absolutely, man. I've, I have so many shield thoughts in my head. Uh, and, I, you know, like, I'm just going to share them. And hopefully one day somebody will play shield better than me. Yeah, it, I, I did. <laughs> I did notice in our talks about the statistics, I did notice that you are director of shield right now. So congratulations. Uh, fun fact, I believe that everyone but Pat on my podcast are the directors of our factions. I see Nate and I realized a little bit ago that we've been saying Nate. There's also yes. Gamers Guild Nate. This is Ghost Deer Nate from Alfredo yeah. Slicer Taco Truck. Uh, he's the headmaster of X-Men. And I, Alex Box is uh, the master of evil. Yes. So we're just waiting for Pat to go claim his crime Lord badge. How close is he? He's not close. He's not on the top five. Oh, unfortunately. I don't think uh, I've ever been in the top five. I may have been top five shield for a minute uh, after my Nashcon win, but I don't remember. It's been a long time. There was a minute where Alex and Nate had theirs and I didn't have mine. And I was like, whoa, man, I really feel like I'm letting the podcast out. I uh, see. I, I peaked at, I peaked on the leaderboard at rank two behind uh, Aaron Collier for a long time. Uh, so I was like, I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a, I don't need a affiliation, but that's long gone. I think I'm like 500 something now. Ah, I need to go to more tournaments. My favorite part of my director of shield uh, badge is that my Padawan, Mike DeLuca is number two. Is that I've, I'm already grooming the future of shield here. Well, I hope that I'm ready. I hope that soon I can also take <laughs> my place on the leaderboard. Uh, but you, you do know that the, with the Sith, there can be uh, there can the rule of two is because the apprentice will take the master. Yeah, uh, and someday somebody from the Danger Room podcast will beat me, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Oh, I was I was implying that Deluca was just going to actually kill you. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> we only really see each other twice a year, so so be be prepared. I'm guard. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a great cast, uh, a lot of good conversation. Like I said, uh, you've once again opened my mind to shield possibilities I never thought possible. Um, I am going to have to mull these over, and hopefully play at least half of them uh, next time I get to go to the game store. Uh, where can people find you again? Uh, people can find me on Alfredo size three taco truck, a Marvel crisis protocol podcast, or on my YouTube channel at Vincent Kirkov, C U R K O V, or just search for run the length. Uh, I definitely recommend. I, I haven't finished the series. I, I usually like to watch. I usually my YouTube is usually listening to things at work. Uh, and I was listening to your, your new core box series, but mm -hmm. I realized, uh, I wanted to watch them. I don't remember what it was. I was like, I want to watch them. Uh, so I haven't finished them, but I was keeping up with them for a while and they're very good. If you, if you need a breakdown, really detailed breakdowns of the core box characters, uh, that's a, that's a really good series on your channel. Um, and, uh, I know I've told you several times I love your your game show. <laughs> the game show was yeah. was incredible. Um, and I think that's the reason I get so many like random Jeopardy 
I've gotten so many like Jeopardy suggestions in my feed every now and then. I think it's because I I watched <laughs> <laughs> because of your game show. It knows. It knows. It knows what I want. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna let you go. Um, please check him out. Please check out uh, Alfredo's. Uh, visit our Discord. Our Discord is free and has been for a while. It's the Gamers Guild Discord. Come check it out. Have some conversation. Ask us show questions. We didn't have time for show questions today. Um, but maybe in a future podcast, your question can be answered. And until next time, and then you say it. We're a size three tackle truck? No! <laughs> uh, this is the Gamers Guild? This is the Gamers Guild! Oh yeah, okay. I, 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 I killed it, guys. Through yeah. the power of editing. <laughs> so until next time. Keep on gaming. Gaming.